Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Fite, Administrator of the Little Flower Parish in Middle Branch. Welcome, Father. Good morning, Tim. It's great to see you again. It's good to be back. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And today we're going to uh, start by discussing uh, what is the common good and how can the common good be promoted. And for those who didn't listen to us yesterday, that's because this all fits under how do we live as human beings? Huh? Not isolated, we said, but God created us to live in community. Huh? So um, the common good, we need that. Uh, otherwise, some people get, uh, get all the perks <laughs> and other people are left discriminated against. Huh? And that's uh, common good is a very strong uh, term to use. I'm glad you brought it up, Tim, here in the catechism because it needs to be promoted so every person is respected. Huh? Um, every person should be able to freely develop our talents, our gifts, intellectually, religious, uh, every way. Um, we need, by the common good, uh, we know that it means that all the conditions of social life, all those that we need to allow us as individuals and in the groups we live to reach our fulfillment. You know, to, uh, we should be able to live life to the full. Jesus said one time, I come that they might have life and have it to the full. Now in one way, he could be referring certainly to the life of grace, which we'll get into later this week, but even just in society, people need to be free. People need to be at peace. They need to have some security. And those are all aspects of the common good, uh, to be able to live knowing that they're respected. Uh, that uh, that they have a, a right to develop their own well-being and uh, to do so in peace. To me, that's one of the beauties of being uh, a practicing Catholic because if you know the rules, then you can live freely knowing what the rules are, starting with the Ten Commandments. That's right. And a lot of people don't know the rules, so they're actually offending God uh, maybe ignorantly without knowing that they're offending God. That's right. So again, by knowing the rules and what is in not only our best interest, but as we're talking about uh, this morning, the common good, knowing the rules can help us to also live our lives in a Christ-like way that is for everyone's good, not just for our own. Amen. So in 328, the UCAT asks, how can the individual contribute to the common good? And I think the answer is well said that each one of us, each individual, has to take responsibility for somebody else. We can't uh, say, as Cain tried to do, am I responsible for my brother, implying no, I'm not. Uh, and Pope John Paul reminded us one time when he said, no one can claim, the way Cain did, that he's not responsible for our brothers, huh? the fate of our brothers. Yes, we are. Um, we have to be responsible for the common good. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to take care of everybody, uh, but certainly in the whole world, but certainly 
if each of us plays the part that God gave us in my family, uh, in my neighborhood, where I go to work, where I go to school, if I take responsibility for making this uh, a loving place, a fair place, you know, a, a comfortable place where, where everybody is respected, um, then uh, the common good will be promoted. Uh, if I think I could get away with, without uh, doing my fair share, then the common good is just a little bit less likely to happen. Uh, because remember, uh, there's two things here. The word good, what is good for me and for everybody else, but also common that I'm part of a community, the body we talked about yesterday, the body of Christ, um, and the body of all the human family that has been redeemed by Christ. So we all have a fair share to play uh, in making sure the common good is promoted. Okay. And again, it's the business of everybody. And, and of course, Christ uh, taught us and the church teaches the corporal works of mercy where we have to think of those who are less fortunate and maybe even those who are unable to even help themselves or take care of themselves. So we just can't worry about ourselves. Why I think, while I think at the same time it's, it's important to take responsibility for our own actions and say, you know, I need to be responsible for my life and not blame anybody else if things aren't going the way that I think they should. But I think uh, we can ask ourselves better questions like, how can I live my life that's more pleasing to God? Or what can I do to help others? Or what can I do to help those who are less fortunate? And I know at our parish, especially around the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, people respond overwhelmingly generously. But throughout the year, you know, people need help then too as well. So uh, again, this point that the UCAP makes about the common good and what we can do and how we can contribute is I think we need to be aware of the fact that we need to be helpful towards others and ask ourselves, how can we? What can we do? And of course, prayer is one that we can do on a daily basis, but also with our talent and our time and our treasure. That's right. All right. Uh, question 329 of the UCAN asks, how does social justice come about in a society? And Tim, the catechism responds, social justice comes about where the inalienable dignity of each person is being respected. And the, the rights that each person has are being safeguarded and championed. That we're not, uh, we're not saying, well, you know, these people have more rights than those people do. You know, the born have more rights than the unborn. Or the, uh, the people who are living in a, uh, you know, the, well, they're the, the charter members here, so they get more rights. No, uh, the newcomer too, you know, the immigrants among us, everybody, uh, all people have inalienable rights. Huh? That's, uh, fortunately, America was founded on that principle, which is, it goes right back to the, the very principles of the, of the Bible. Uh, and that's why we've often called our country a, a country that began with principles that flowed from the people who first came here, what we call the Judeo-Christian tradition. Huh? And uh, fortunately, uh, our principles can be um, accepted and, and uh, um, understood by many people uh, as we continue to grow in our country, uh, welcoming more people to come. But we, we uh, have to always remember that every person has a certain dignity that needs to be protected and championed. Um, and each of them, each of us, has a right to participate in the life of our society. Um, 
You know, you bring up a good point, uh, Father, mm-hmm. that this country was, in fact, founded on the Judeo-Christian values. Mm-hmm. And foundational in those beliefs and those values is acknowledging God and loving God. And I think in our society today, from what I've seen as I've gotten older, is that more and more people are turning their backs on God and they're thinking, well, as long as I'm taken care of and I'm taking care of my immediate family, that's really all I need. And I think more and more we're turning our backs on God, getting away from those foundational values that were started just a few hundred years ago right here in America. And we're seeing the fruits of that, I'm afraid. We're seeing more violence. We're seeing more uh, craziness as far as, like you mentioned, the unborn baby not having rights. And then people wanting uh, same-sex unions. And and on and on it goes. Euthanasia. Mercy killings, quote-unquote. So we're seeing these common good values being twisted primarily because we don't have God as our focus and first in, in our lives individually. Right. And, and the catechism reminds us that no state, no government huh, uh, can abolish the, 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 the dignity that each person has a right to. Um, and when they start trampling on these rights, it says uh, they lose their proper authority. So we have to be concerned, like you say, that our, that our country respects the foundation upon which we're built, which is a God-given dignity. Uh, but it isn't just given by the state. Uh, it's given by God. And uh, without that, um, we will flounder. Another article that I read recently is that some of the branches of military are trying to stamp out in God we trust and acknowledging God. And again, if we... If we we're sliding down that slippery slope right as we speak, in my opinion. But again, that's why we need to continue to pray and to continue to witness to the truth in our own lives in the hopes that those around us who maybe don't have that foundation with God, who don't have that foundation with Jesus Christ, they can see the difference that it's making in our lives. And again, we can change the world if we all put God first. And I think that's the problem we're having throughout the world. That's right. And it's important that each one of us, every listener that's tuned in this morning, realizes that I can't do it all by myself, but I'm part of a, a wonderful family that's, that can together make such a difference. Well said. Okay, question 330 of the UCAT asks, to what extent are all men equal in God's sight? We're all equal, Tim, says the Catechism, insofar as we recognize what you were just saying. We all have the same creator. We're just not here by chance. We're just not uh, um, uh, coming uh, into life without an origin. Huh? Um, we are not just a body, physical body, my, myself. Uh, you and I have a soul, huh? and we've talked about that before, that we're all, because we have that soul, we are created in the very image of God. Uh, and uh, therefore, um, we are able to be in unity with the one person who came from God to help us. Uh, uh, straighten all these things out that we've been talking about uh, that can go so awry. We have a Redeemer huh, that God shared his own son with us. And so in Christ, we know that uh, we're certainly all equal because he came for us all, huh? and lived for us all, taught us all, and even finally died for us all. Uh, and, and even if we were the only one 
on the earth, he would have died for just that one person. That's us. right. That's right. So he loves us uh, as a whole, but he loves us each individually yeah. as well. And, and it, that's the important thing. That's why the final sentence here of that section says every kind of discrimination, whether it's social, whether it's a racial discrimination, sexist, cultural, religious, all forms of discrimination against a person. It's an injustice. Uh, we owe each other uh, respect, and um, uh, we, we dare not discriminate. So the last question for today is uh, question 331. Why is there nevertheless injustice among men? And I guess that goes to the fact that uh, <laughs> we are uh, unfortunately uh, not the saints we'd like to be, uh, that there is a certain um, uh, injustice that we fall into um, that contradicts who we are, that contradicts the fact that I owe you the same respect that I want and, and deserve, huh? that we are all endowed by God. Uh, and so we owe charity to one another. Uh, any injustice that comes is because we don't respect what justice is all about. Um, we think that we, we tend to put ourselves up, the sin of pride, huh? and we have to say, no, no, um, uh, everybody deserves to be treated with the same love and dignity that I want and deserve to be treated with. And God gives us a free will, so unfortunately that's going to mean we're going to sin. So that explains the injustice. We've been listening to Father Don fight. This has been Tim Perry for Faith with Father. Until next time, reminding you that God loves you more than you can imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, Log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.